Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Hello, my name is Natalia Shpilova-Said, and I'm a host of New Books in East European Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm delighted to speak today with Stanislav Kulczycki and Bohdan Klit about Stanislav Kulczycki's book that was recently translated into English, The Famine of 1932-1933 in Ukraine, an Anatomy of the Holodomor, which was published by the uh, Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies Press in 2018. Stanislav Kulczycki is one of the most prolific historians in Ukraine uh, who pioneered the study of the Holodomor. He studied the Holodomor for more than 30 years, and today he is a leading uh, scholarly authority on the subject. During his academic career, he also held key administrative posts in the Institute of Ukrainian History, National Academy of Sciences of Ukraine. He's also noted for his studies on communism in Ukraine, and uh, he also published a three-volume work, The Red Challenge, A History of Communism in Ukraine from Its Birth to Its Demise. But today we are discussing the famine of 1932-1933 in Ukraine and anatomy of the Holodomor. And by the way, uh, just recently, um, a couple of um, Stanislav Kuczycki's uh, books uh, were added to the list of uh, 10 best books uh, on Ukrainian history, which were published since 1991. And my other guest is Bohdan Klid. Uh, he worked at the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies at the University of Alberta as the assistant to the director and then assistant director until December um, 2016. He is the co-editor and co-compiler with Alexander Motel of the source book The Holodomor Reader, a source book on the famine of 1932-1933 in Ukraine, which was published in 2012. He's also the author of scholarly articles on a number of diverse topics, including Ukrainian historiography, contemporary Ukrainian popular music and politics. Most recently, he helped prepare for publication the translation of a study by Stanislav Kulczycki, uh, the book that we are discussing today. And he's currently preparing for publication with colleagues, collections of essays, as well as memoirs, testimonies, and related materials on the Holodomor, collectivization, and Stalin-era uh, repressions. Also, Bogdan Klid will be helping us today with the translation from Ukrainian into uh, English. I'm very delighted to welcome my guests today. And as I already mentioned, today's interview will be bilingual Ukrainian-English. And I would like to say thank you to Marshall Poe, New Books Network's editor-in-chief, for making this format possible. Hello, um, Stanislav and Bogdan, and thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. So, uh, uh, Stanislav, uh, your book uh, presents a very meticulous uh, research, and it really uh, shows how the Holodomor developed and uh, what influences and impacts it had on the subsequent history of uh, Ukraine. But at the beginning of your research, uh, you explain how you got interested 
in this topic. And I would say that your story is quite uh, illuminating because you started working on the Holodomor uh, during the Soviet regime when the Holodomor was um, a silence topic and a suppressed topic as well. On the one hand, uh, your story shows how uh, a scholar can be pre-programmed or programmed and shaped by ideologies. On the other hand, um, your story also shows how a scholar can get rid of those restrictions which are imposed by the um, uh, oppressive regime. Um, so for this reason, I would like you to speak a little bit on how your research of the Holodomor uh, start. Я належу до третього покоління радянських людей, вихованців радянської школи, яке сприймало спотворений світ комунізму як нормальний. В Академії наук почав працювати в 1960 році, спочатку в Інституті економіки, а з 72-го року в Інституті історії України. Okay, um, I, I belong to the uh, third generation of um, Soviet uh, citizens or people uh, who um, basically accepted uh, the um, distorted um, uh, view um, of uh, history and of society um, that uh, was... Um, um, uh, dominant, dominant in the communist um, uh, system, and uh, I began um, working in 1960 as a scholar in the Institute of um, the uh, Economy, and in 1972 I um, um, went um, from there to the Institute of History. Um, mm -hmm. Я спеціалізувався на дослідженні історії робітничого класу, став доктором наук, став завідуючим відділом історії України у міжвоєнному періоді від закінчення громадянської війни і до початку Другої світової війни. Um, I began as a specialist of the um, uh, history of the working class, and I became a end end of an end of industrialization, and I uh, um, earned my um, doctorate degree in this field, um, and uh, moved to the Institute of Ukrainian History, and um, uh, from uh, and uh, uh, worked there uh, from that time. Я знав, як і всі дорослі громадяни України про голод початку 30-х років, адже загинули мільйони людей. Окей. Okay. Um, I knew, like most Soviet people, about the 1930s famine, um, when um, uh, millions of people died. Um, Бібліотеці Інституту економіки були статистичні довідники для службового користування, і я зміг приблизно вирахувати втрати від голоду до трьох мільйонів осіб. Однак писати про голод і навіть згадувати про нього на людях було заборонено. 
Карному кодексі існувала стаття про антирадянську пропаганду, і, як правило, ті, хто вижив, боялися розповідати про голос своїм дітям, бо дитина могла щось сказати про чужих людей, а суспільство було насичене сотнями тисяч донощиків, навербованих органами державної безпеки. Окей. Okay. Um, I had access um, in my uh, scholarly work uh, to uh, statistical handbooks where it was possible to determine uh, how many people uh, actually died um, in, um, in, in the famine. And uh, I came to the conclusion that uh, after studying these books that it was about uh, 3 million. Um, and this was, uh, but one could not say anything about this uh, because um, the topic of the famine was a taboo. Not only that, but one could possibly uh, end up um, um, being uh, prosecuted for um, uh, saying anything about the famine because uh, one could be um, uh, charged with anti-Soviet uh, propaganda and charged under the criminal code. So people fear to speak about uh, the famine, uh, even to their own children. Uh, society was um, uh, therefore um, um, uh, uh, was uh, uh, afraid uh, to uh, bring up this topic. У 1983 році Сполучених Штатах і Канаді зробила все можливе, щоб світ дізнався про замовчуваний голод. Уже існували два потужні наукові центри – Канадський інститут Українознавчих студій в Едмонтоні і Український дослідницький інститут при Гарвардському університеті. Um, in, in there was the, uh, the 50th anniversary of the famine uh, occurred. And uh, the uh, Ukrainian um, emigrate community, the diaspora uh, in the United States and Canada did whatever they could at that time to make the uh, information about the famine known. The uh, Ukrainian diaspora in the United States and, and Canada did all they could to make the information about the famine known at the time. Um, and at, at this particular time, there were two uh, centers of um, scholars, scholarly institutes, one in Edmonton, the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies, and the other at uh, Harvard University, the Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute. У 1983 році в університеті Квебека в Монреалі була проведена перша в світі наукова конференція, в якій брали участь такі відомі вчені, як Богдан Кравченко, Джеймс Мейс, Роман Сербін. В Торонто канадський дослідницький центр по голоду в Україні був утворений, який Okay. Um, in 1983, the first um, scholarly conference on the Holodomor took place at the University of Quebec, and um, 
at this conference, um, there were uh, people, scholars uh, who took place, such as Bohdan Krauchenko, um, Roman Serbin, and um, James Mace. Um, in Toronto, uh, the um, Ukrainian, um, um, a center for the study of the Holdemar was established, uh, and uh, this center um, um, was involved in the production of the first documentary film about the famine. После долгої боротьби Конгрес Сполучених Штатів погодився створити тимчасову парламентську комісію з розслідування українського голоду. В січні 86-го року керівники групи шести українознавців Джеймс на чолі з Джеймсом Мейсом і Мейс залучив все, що можна було знайти в архівах Заходу, передусім Великої Британії, Італії, Сполучених Штатів, а також орієнтувався на розповіді емігрантів, які пережили голод і опинилися потім в Сполучених Штатах Америки. Вони переконали Роберта Кунквіста, який прославився книгою «Великий терор», взятися за книгу про великий голод, замовчуваний голод в Радянському Союзі. Джеймс Мейс підбирав фактичний матеріал для цієї книги. Окей. Okay. Um, In the U.S. Congress, uh, there in January of 1986, a, a commission was formed to uh, study the famine. Uh, the commission was headed by uh, James Mace, um, and um, the six people who were the members of the committee uh, um, uh, were uh, in um, 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 were, uh, um, there were six people who were members of this committee. Uh, and uh, James Mace was able, um, through um, uh, work in, um, with archival materials that were available from Great Britain, Italy, and the U.S., um, and was able to uh, gather... Uh, material from uh, eyewitness accounts of people who had lived through the famine as well. And um, so this was one of the first um, um, uh, serious um, uh, work that was done on the famine. Um, and uh, a, a bit later, uh, they were able to, um, Robert Conquest, um, a scholar who was uh, very well known for his work um, on the Great Terror, was uh, brought into um, um, continuing uh, the uh, to uh, to to write a um, a study on the famine, and uh, James Mace uh, was uh, did most of the research for him at that time. Тим часом в радянському союзі. Готувалися відзначити 70-річчя встановлення радянської влади. У відділі науки Центрального комітету Компартії України восени 86-го року створили дослідницьку групу, завданням якої було 
викриття вигадок українських буржуазних націоналістів про неіснуючий голод 33-го року. За посадою в цю групу потрапив і я. Окей. Okay. Um, at the same time, um, the uh, 70th, around the same time, the 70th anniversary of the uh, foundation of the Soviet Union uh, was taking place. Um, and the um, um, Central Committee of the Communist Party of Ukraine formed a special investigative committee, uh, which also um, um, I was drawn into this. Um, and this committee was, uh, um, one of the tasks of this committee was to um, show that uh, the that the famine was nothing more than a figment of uh, bourgeois nationalists, um, Ukrainian bourgeois nationalists, that is, uh, in the West. Well, um, I would like to ask the same question, uh, you, Bohdan, as well. So you mentioned that um, uh, you are also working right now on the Holodomor materials, and you also worked with Alexander Motel on another um, Holodomor uh, reader. How did your uh, interest in this subject develop? Well, my interest developed uh, because um, it was... Um, uh, a topic that was um, uh, brought up on occasion because of the various uh, uh, commemorations which were taking place um, um, by uh, survivors of the famine. Um, so um, uh, if one had any ties to the Ukrainian community, one knew personally people who had lived through the famine. So that was one thing. Um, but I was also a graduate student um, in the 1980s, and uh, I was um, a witness to some of the first um, scholarly um, uh, work that was being done on the famine. I knew personally Bogdan Krauchenko, uh, Roman Serbin. Mm -hmm. I didn't know James Mace, but I met him. Uh, so um, I knew of the work that was taking place, and um, um, at that time I wasn't uh, uh, studying the famine seriously, but I was aware of what was taking place, obviously, mm -hmm. and that it was important and that uh, um, new uh, discoveries were taking place. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously when Ukraine became independent, then um, this became even uh, more um, prominent. Mm -hmm. um, Stanislava, thank you so much for your story. And um, I just, uh, I, I keep thinking how paradoxical the regimes can be, because on the one hand, your uh, research started uh, with some already set up um, uh, task to prove that the Holodomor was just some fiction and that Holodomor was made up by the Ukrainian nationalists. But the findings that you discovered actually pointed to a completely different direction uh, and uh, they revealed uh, the atrocities that were 
caused and brought uh, by the uh, Soviet regime. Uh, another thing that I found paradoxical is that um, the rediscovery and the um, research of the Holodomor started as a collaboration between uh, a couple of countries. Well, back then it was the Soviet Union, of course, and you mentioned um, you know, the U.S. and um, uh, Italy and uh, Great Britain. So it was kind of an some uh, international uh, project and international uh, endeavor. Um, and uh, you mentioned that you had some access to um, materials um, that were kept abroad outside the Soviet Union. And you also had a chance to uh, speak with the survivors. But what other archival materials were available when you started uh, the project? Mm-hmm. Механізм сталінського голодомору складався з кількох елементів. Перше це конфіскація всіх запасів продовольства в січні 33-го року. Друге це заборона голодуючим виїхати в пошуках їжі за межі України і Кубані. І третє це інформаційна блокада. Ця блокада тривала не тільки за життя Сталіна, а й кілька десятиліть після його смерті, аж до грудня 1987 року. У 1956 році наступники Сталіна звинуватили його у великому терорі, про що розповів Роберт Конквест, але не змогли пояснити причини великого голоду. І сталінське табу залишалося непорушеним навіть у виступі Гарбачова в Кремлі у листопаді 87-го року, присвяченому 70-річчю більшовицького перевороту. Згадувався він, він згадував тільки успіхи колективізації сільського господарства і жодним словом не сказав про голод 33-го року в Радянському Союзі. The um when uh, the uh, way that the Holodomor was uh took place or the mechanism that uh, the state used uh to uh bring about the famine uh, consisted of um uh, basically three elements. Uh there was the um um uh, removal or the confiscation of uh all food from uh peasant households which took place in January of 1933 uh there was the um uh peasants from Ukraine uh were not able to um leave um Ukraine or the Kuban area that that is uh, the borders were uh, blocked um to so they couldn't go to other parts of the country to look for food uh they were prevented from doing so and there, then the last element was an informational blockade or a uh, a taboo that was placed on um any um uh, information or discussion on the Holodomor and uh, this uh, lasted uh, even past Stalin's death in the 1950s uh, for several decades up until 
uh, actually December of 1987 when it became possible to talk about the Holodomor um, legally in the Soviet Union. Uh, even in 1956, uh, when uh, the Communist Party uh, condemned Stalin for the Great Terror, uh, they, the Communist officials were not able to um, bring themselves to uh, discuss the famine at that time. Um, even in November 1987, when Mikhail Gorbachev was, um, gave a speech on the occasion of the anniversary of the founding of the Soviet Union, uh, the 70th anniversary, uh, he did not mention anything about the famine, but instead uh, spoke about the uh, successes of collectivization. Зрозуміло, що внаслідок інформаційної блокади про голод нічого не писали в радянських газетах. Більше навіть його не існувало у листуванні державних установ. Але голод був присутній у листуванні під грифом «Особая папка» партійних установ. Треба сказати, що Сталін не мав наміру знищити голодом всіх селян. Четвертим елементом в механізмі голодомору була продовольча, куражна і насіннєва допомога голодуючій Україні, яка почалася буквально через кілька тижнів після конфіскації всього істинного. Треба було організувати пасівну кампанію 33-го року, і партійні органи розподіляли надані державою ресурси. Окей. Okay. Uh, one uh, must say that as far as sources are concerned, uh, uh, one could not find anything about the famine that was printed in Soviet newspapers. Uh, nor could one uh, find information on this in the correspondence even of the uh, party officials. One, however, um, uh, was able to uh, look at this uh, in um, or find material on the famine in special files uh, that were um, given the name of um, personal uh, files, Osobi Papke. Um, uh, and um, um, the um, um, one could say that uh, after studying this, one could learn that Stalin uh, did not want to destroy um, all peasants uh, or um, with the famine. Uh, for one of the elements, or the fourth element in the mechanism of the famine, was um, the. Um, uh, the fact that uh, there was actually um, aid um, that was released to, to the uh, countryside um, several weeks after the confiscation of the uh, uh, all food items ex um, uh, took place. And this aid consisted of uh, food, it consisted of seed, and it consisted of... Um, uh, fodder for us uh, to feed animals as well, farm animals. Uh, so um, uh, this is a complicated story. Документи з особи і папки 
в архивному фонді Центрального комітету Компартії України стали мені доступними тільки коли я увійшов в дослідницьку групу з метою викрити вигадки про голод, поширювані українськими буржуазними націоналістами. І ці документи справили на мене шокуюче враження. Окей. Okay. Um, that were held by the Central Committee of the Ukrainian Communist Party uh, became um, uh, known to me, or I, I gained access to them only after I was brought into this uh, special um, uh, research uh, group that was formed under the auspices of the Central Committee of the Communist Party uh, to... Um, uh uh basically discredit uh, the so-called Ukrainian bourgeois nationalists and um after i uh began to study these uh, documents um uh, my um i began to understand uh what took place during the famine and how it took place на початковому, на початковому етапі дослідження цієї проблеми через кілька років Джеймс Мейс в статті «Як Україні дозволили згадати про Голодомор», яка була опублікована в американському журналі, він присвятив мені в цій статті цілий розділ, в якому зробив висновок, що я з радянського професора став звичайним професором, не індоктринованим, так би мовити. Але мені тоді виповнилося вже 49 років. After I began to study the famine and after a few years of this and the first publications began to appear under my pen, Um, James Mace, um, who, who noticed uh, or was following this work, uh, wrote an article um, <clears throat> that was published. Um, um, it was called uh, How Ukraine Was Permitted to Remember, in which um, he um, noted that um, when I had started uh, to um, study this uh, the famine, that I was um, basically a Soviet historian, and um, that over the course of uh, these few years, I was uh, evolving and changing into um, a, a, just a regular historian. Uh, that is, um, a Soviet historian being uh, someone who would be... Uh, um, uh, um, giving the parties the communist party's point of view uh, who were other who were other members on the committee that was um organized by the um party administrative officials наша дослідницька група створена центральним комітетом компартії України складалася з науковців 
які працювали в академічних інститутах і спеціалізувалися на критиці буржуазних фальсифікаторів історії. The research group um, in which um, um, I what became involved or in which I was a member uh, consisted of uh, scholars um, uh, who were um, basically uh, specialists in uh, studying um, um, the activities of the emigre, Ukrainian emigres of the so-called bourgeois nationalists. Ці люди знали іноземні мови і були, як правило, молодими. Так що покоління іноземних мов у нас не знало. These uh, scholars um, uh, were people who um, knew foreign languages and they were generally uh, younger. Uh, most, uh, other, most of the other scholars in the uh, um, institutes uh, and the academies uh, uh, did not know the Western languages, uh, but, these, but these young scholars did. Мабуть, найстаршим, 49 років все-таки, був я, який потрапив в групу за посади. Щоправда, очільник нашої групи був старший за мене. Це академік Арнольд Шліпаков. Я був, мабуть, найстаршим I, at that time, I was 49 years old, and uh, <clears throat> I was um, I became um, a part of this group because of my uh, position at the institute. Um, but the uh, head of this committee was um, an older uh, individual, uh, uh, academic Shlepakov. Над таким питанням, чому взагалі була створена ця група? Невже ті, хто працювали в Центральному комітеті на високих посадах, вважали, що можна заперечити, загальмувати інформацію про голод, спираючись на наукові дані? Виявляється, думали, що можна, бо вони були вихованцями. Um, I often uh, thought about um, the why this committee was even brought into exist brought into the existence by the central committee. Why would why would they even try to uh, um, keep the information on the famine from um, uh, the light of day? Did they really think that uh, uh, they could uh, prevent this information from uh, coming out? It turns out, it, it, it turns out, uh, it turns out that um, they probably thought that 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 they could get away with this. Старший за мене на кілька років Михайло Гарбачов. Ніколи не розпочав би політичні реформи, якби знав, що втратить свою посаду разом з своєю країною. 
Натомість значно старше від нього Олександр Яковлєв, який багато років прожив на Заході, був послом в Канаді тривалий час, 10 років. І він передбачав розпад Радянського Союзу і визнав це у передмові до Чорної книги комунізму, російське видання якої з'явилося в 1999 Uh, foresee that the Soviet Union, that when he started these reforms, that they would lead to the collapse of the, of the Soviet Union. However, his uh, uh, colleague, and um, who was also a high-ranking member of the Communist Party, Alexander Yakovlev, uh, who uh, lived in the West for some time and uh, was the ambassador of the Soviet Union to Canada even, Uh, was able to foresee that the Soviet Union would collapse and uh, even wrote about this in uh, the uh, preface or introduction to the Russian edition of the Black Book of Communism that appeared in 1999. Mm -hmm. Bogdan, uh, I have um, a question for you as well. So what was your reaction to the... Uh, Soviet uh, endeavors to suppress the information about the Holodomor. Did you pay attention to these instances uh, when you started working on this uh, topic? Yes, um, there was a uh, um, in the late 1980s um, there was a book published um, shortly after uh, Um, Robert Conkless' study of the famine uh, was published, uh, uh, which is called The Harvest of Sorrow. There was a book published um, by the Communist Party Press in Canada uh, by Progress Books called uh, Fraud, Famine, and Fascism. And uh, obviously, uh, um, this was the attempt to discredit um, mm -hmm. um, Ukrainian um, diaspora efforts mm -hmm. to bring the famine to light and was also a, 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 an attempt to discredit the Ukrainian academic institutions and uh, it was an attempt to uh, um, downplay or uh, deny uh, the famine. Um, and uh, so this made an impact on all of us at that particular time. Um, and um, the um, one has to remember that this book appeared um, not only shortly after Conquest's book appeared, but uh, during the period of uh, Perestroika and uh, the uh, changes that were taking place in the Soviet Union and in Eastern Europe. So all of this was very... Um, uh, stimulating, uh, very uh, interesting that all of this was taking place um, in a very short period of time. Uh, all of these political changes as well as information on the famine was uh, becoming uh, known as well as uh, this attempt to uh, 
turn back or um, to distort the information on the famine. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanislav, um, you already mentioned to some extent that um, uh, your first findings, findings already pointed to a different direction that deviated from the task that was set up uh, by the Communist Party to prove that the Holodomor didn't actually take place, that it was made up by the Ukrainian bourgeois, bourgeoisie and Ukrainian bourgeois um, nationalists. And I'm sure your first reports did receive some response from the Communist Party. So I'm wondering how uh, the party responded to the first conclusions on the Holodomor. Робота комісії Центрального комітету була паралізована в зародку появ книги Роберта Конквиста «Жнива скорботи». Ця книга вийшла майже одночасно англійською, російською і українською мовами на Заході. Комісія Шліпакова жодного разу не зібралася. З власної ініціативи я написав у відділ науки Центрального комітету Компартії доповідну записку, в якій доводив необхідність визнати факт голоду. The um, commission uh, that was um, um, uh, brought to existence was um, one can say was uh, almost paralyzed uh, immediately um, after it came into existence uh, through uh, the publication of Robert Conquest's book, uh, The Harvest of the Sorrow. Um, and uh, the, uh, so the Shlepakov Commission never really met afterwards. Uh, but what did take place was uh, that following the appearances of Conquest's book and my uh, uh, initial research uh, in with the documents, I wrote a, um, a memorandum um, of a, um, um, a report, one could say, um, which um, basically concluded that uh, it was necessary to recognize the famine that it had taken place. В цій доповідній записці я підкреслював, що партія робила все можливе, щоб допомогти голодуючим. Обґрунтовувати ту заяву, звичайно, неправдиву, було нескладно, тому що четвертою ланкою в організації Голодомору була допомога голодуючим з метою врятувати посівну кампанію весни. 1933 року. Я знав вже, що ця допомога була орієнтована на рятування посівної кампанії, але треба було домогтися, щоб факт голоду був визнаний, тобто не лякати членів Центрального комітету. Um, in, in the report that I wrote to, uh, to the party, Um, I um, emphasized that the Communist Party uh, did all it could to um, save people's lives um, from famine. Um, 
And um, although I knew that this was not true, um, but um, um, that this was actually that the aid that was issued was done not to save people's lives, but to salvage the uh, sewing campaign of 1933, of, of the spring of 1933. Um, I knew this, but um, I had to uh, phrase uh, the uh, report in this way in order to get the um, party authorities to recognize the fact that the famine did indeed take place. My Блукало по відділу Центрального комітету близько півроку, аж поки мені дозволили опублікувати її, але тільки після того, така була умова, що як Щербицький визнає факт голоду в ювілейній промові 25 грудня 1987 року, це був ювілей встановлення радянської влади в Україні. Буквально через кілька тижнів після промови Горбачова, де Горбачов абсолютно нічого не сказав про голод. So um the report which I wrote um went um one could say wandered around from uh desk to desk or office to office and didn't go anywhere for some time. Um but uh, it was finally uh, permission was granted uh, for me to publish the report, um, but only after um, it, was, uh, it was decided that uh, one could do this, only after um, this um, information on the famine was made public for the first time. And this was done in a speech by Volodymyr Sturbitsky, who headed Ukraine's Communist Party at that time, on the 25th of December 1987, uh, on the anniversary of the um, founding of uh, Soviet power in Ukraine. Uh, this was, and Sherbitsky's speech took place a few weeks or several weeks after um, Mikhail Gorbachev's speech, in which he did not mention the famine at all. Моя записка була опублікована в двох газетах «Вісті з України» і «Ньюз фром Юкрейн», які орієнтувалися на українців за кордоном, на українську діаспору, але все-таки розповсюджувалися і в Україні. А в березні 1988 року була вона повністю опублікована в українському історичному журналі. Це була перша публікація в радянській пресі про Голодомор, і Джеймс Мейс встиг її врахувати, я додам, з нещадною критикою в офіційній доповіді Комісії Конгресу Сполучених Штатів 22 квітня 1980. The uh, report um, was, um, I was able to get it published for the first time in January of 1988. And it was published uh, in uh, two newspapers, um, a uh, Ukrainian edition um, called Visti Zukarina and an English uh, 
edition called News from Ukraine. And this newspaper was published uh, for um, the Ukrainians who lived outside of the Soviet Union um, in the Ukrainian diaspora. Uh, but uh, copies of the newspaper also were available in Ukraine itself. Uh, this was the first publication on the famine that uh, was um, um, done. Uh, and also my... Um, um, article appeared in a um, in a scholarly journal called Ukrainsky Historyczny Journal or the Ukrainian Historical Journal in March of 1988, and this was the first um, scholarly publication um, on the Holodomor. Um, and the uh, publication was noticed by uh, James Mace, who was uh, headed up the um, uh, uh, investigative commission head um, 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 uh, that was founded uh, at by the U.S. Congress, and uh, he um, mercilessly criticized uh, my uh, article that had appeared um, in the report to the Congress on the 22nd of April of 1988. <laughs> Піднялася сила буря. Товариство знання, яке поширювало різноманітні матеріали серед народу, замовило мені брошуру під назвою 33 Трагедія голоду, в якій повинна була висвітлюватися жахлива картина штучного голоду. Звичайно, я вже знав про цей голод набагато більше, ніж писав у своїй доповідній записці в Центральний комітет. Крім того, мені дозволили текст цієї брошури опублікувати в газеті і «Літературна Україна», яка тоді користувалася надзвичайно широким впливом серед української інтелігенції, не друкувала її в п'яти числах підряд в січні 89-го року. А в червні 89-го року з'явилася сама брошура з великим накладом 62 тисячі примірників. Треба сказати, що та серія, в якій друкувалася моя, мій текст, цієї брошури називалося так «Теорія і практика КПРС. Історія». Це був парадокс, але такий був перехідний період. The appearance of the first publication triggered many more publications on the famine. And uh, there was a society that existed at the time called Tovaristvo uh, Znanya, which one can translate possibly as the, um, 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 the um, um, knowledge society uh, or uh, um, um, enlightenment society, uh, which uh, um, asked me to write a longer article on the famine. And uh, I set about to do this. Um, it uh, was um, t 
Title uh, 1933, the, the uh, tragedy of the famine. Um, however, before it appeared as a brochure, it was published in a newspaper in Ukraine called uh, Literatura Ukraina, or Literary Ukraine, in five parts in January of 1988. And um, then it appeared, um, as I mentioned, uh, uh, in a brochure form in a very, very large um, a print run of 62,000 copies. And this was um, um, an article that made uh, quite a sensation in Ukraine. Co-workers of the Institute uh, of the History of the Communist Party of Ukraine um, uh, was uh, preparing um, under their auspices a collection of documents was uh, prepared on the famine. Um, and I took part in the preparation of this collection of documents. Um, the, uh, but uh, before its publication, uh, it had to be approved uh, by the party authorities. And um, a, a meeting was held uh, by, um, that took place on the 26th of January of 1990, called by the Central Committee, and um, at this meeting, um, the, uh, it was chaired by the uh, new secretary of the Communist Party, Volodymyr Ivashko. Um, it was a very uh, lively meeting. Um, I remember it. Um, it was, uh, there were uh, a lot of discussions. Um, um, Volodymyr Ivashko was... Uh, um, the new member, the new first secretary of the Communist Party, was born in, in 1933, and uh, he recalled that his parents told him that they were barely able, that he was uh, that he was lucky to have survived the famine. They they were barely able to save his life, so uh, he. Um, was in favor of its publication, and being first secretary, he was able to uh, get this um, publication approved. Uh, one has to bear in mind that in 1990, the Communist Party was already uh, legally not um, uh, a monopoly uh, political force any longer, and after the uh, attempted coup d'etat in 1991, 
it was already um, uh, swept away from power. Uh, Bogdan, um, and uh, did you uh, notice any kind of um, response uh, to the new publications on the Holodomor, for example, in the end of the 90s? Uh, I mean, uh, Canada and probably the States. Uh, as um, uh, Stanislav uh, told us, uh, his publications uh, received a lot of response from the scholars and as well from the uh, party officials. But uh, I'm wondering about uh, uh, Canadian and American audience. Well, um, one, one, certainly... <clears throat> The uh, publication that uh, Dr. Uh, Kuczynski has uh, mentioned, uh, the collection of documents, um, it certainly um, um, came to the attention of uh, um, people who were scholars in the um, uh, or um, in the uh, academic community uh, who were uh, experts on the on the on the Soviet Union. Um, but um, I think one has to bear in mind um, the context in which these first publications appeared. Um, so people were following the uh, so so um, students and scholars were following uh, these publications. But there was so much going on politically at the time mm -hmm. that uh, the uh, new information on the famine was basically being drowned out by um, the uh, political events which were uh, taking place in Eastern Europe, the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, the uh, first demonstrations in the Soviet Union, in Lithuania and the Baltic countries. Uh, the uh, demonstrations that were beginning to take place in Ukraine as well, the Ruch mm -hmm. movement, uh, all of these events were taking place. So um, the um, uh, broader audience um, outside of the specialists uh, really weren't um, uh, paying that much attention to the first publications on the famine. Um, outside of, of course, Robert Conquest's book and... Uh, outside of specialists and uh, people who studied the Soviet Union closely. Um, uh, these people, of course, uh, um, were aware of, of, of these new publications, but uh, the broader academic community, I think it was, um, uh, we were captivated by the uh, political events that were taking place, most of all. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, Stanislav, uh, how did the findings on the Holodomor shape your subsequent research and probably your understanding of the party and its role in the life of the individuals and the society? На другу половину вашого запитання справа в тім, що я був членом партії з 60-го року по 90-й рік. Це, власне кажучи, 30 років. І мої дослідження в галузі Голодомору, починаючи з самого початку, справили не тільки шок а призвели до повного, ну, повної відмови від попереднього світогляду, від 
в якому я був вихований буквально з школи, в університеті, ну, як всі радянські люди. Це, звичайно, ну, це зрозуміло, власне. І потім уже все своє життя в науці я присвятив дослідженню комунізму в Україні. І маю десятки публікацій, в тому числі і книжок, про те, як народжувався комунізм, чому він переміг в Україні і який вплив він здійснює на сучасність нашу, на пострадянську сучасність, а вплив цей дуже великий досі. I was a... I'd like to begin by saying I was a member of the Communist Party um, from uh, 1960 to 1990. This was about 30 years. Um, my um, research um, in the famine um, not only uh, was a shock uh, as far as uh, what I discovered uh, not only uh, shocked me personally, but uh, caused me to uh, reject my entire uh, worldview, my previous uh, understanding of um, uh, the world society, um, um, my Soviet outlook um, caused me, it caused me to reject this. And uh, afterward, um, I uh, decided to dedicate uh, the rest of my uh, scholarly uh, work on studying uh, the phenomenon of communism in Ukraine. Um, I have tens of publications on this broad topic, um, how uh, communism was born in Ukraine, um, why it was, um, uh, why it triumphed in Ukraine, uh, ranging all the way to um, uh, how uh, communism and its ideology has, and the communist experience in Ukraine uh, still has um, influenced uh, the post-Soviet Ukraine or Ukraine after the fall of the Soviet Union and the fall of communism. Як мої відкриття, перші відкриття вплинули на дальше дослідження? Ну, тема Голодомору є провідною в моїй науковій роботі і досі. За 35 років опубліковано 350 праць на цю тему. І серед них варто відзначити праці, здійснювані командою. Okay, um, how, um, and in, in my work on communism, uh... The uh, first uh, and the most important uh, topic um, or the uh, primary topic here uh, is the topic of the famine. Um, and I've uh, written um, from, that, uh, from that beginning to this day about or have been involved in about 350 different publications on the famine. Um, and one has to... Uh, uh, count among these also uh, publications um, which were uh, written um, uh, by um, by teams or collectively. 
в 93-му році на великій конференції з участю першого президента України Кравчука, Леоніда Кравчука, я запропонував перевидати звіт комісії Джеймса Мейса Конгресу Сполучених Штатів і тритомних спогадів свідків Голодомору, які він опублікував уже в 1990 році. Завдяки директору видавництва Києво-Могилянської академії Вірії Соловйові ця грандіозна праця, цей чотиритомник, була переведена, але не в 93-му році, а в 2008-му році, коли відзначалася 75-річниця річ, 75 Голодомору. Треба сказати, що великий внесок суто матеріальний зроблено було посольством Сполучених Штатів в цю роботу. At, um, at a conference um, in 1993 dedicated to the famine, in which um, the first president of Ukraine, Levonid Kravchuk, participated, um, I made a proposal to uh, republish uh, the uh, report that was prepared by Mace to the U.S. Congress, uh, as well as the three volumes of um, testimonies of Holdemar survivors that he had published uh, in 1990. And um, this um, uh, proposal was taken up by the... Uh, uh Kyiv Mohila Academy Press uh, was which was headed by Vera Solovyov and um but it took quite some time to uh to do this and it only came out in 2008 on the 75th anniversary of the Holodomor uh and um it was published also um with the support, financial support of the uh, United States Embassy in Kyiv at that time. Треба згадати також, що в Гарварді створена за нашою участю Атлас Голодомору. Фіксація місця перебування кожного свідка, вона позначена на цій карті. І Мова йде про те, що нема письмового документу про вилучення всієї їжі у селян в зимовий період, в січні 33-го року. Нема і не може бути. І тому ті люди, наші опоненти, які заперечують факт геноциду, українського народу, українського селянства, вони кажуть, покажіть документ. Цього документу існувати не може. Але фіксація місця перебування кожного свідка на карті показує, що на всій території України відбувалося на основі усних вказівок 
вилучення всієї їжі, в результаті чого місцевість, колосальна територія була повністю позбавлена всякого продовольства. І це було причиною смерті мільйонів людей. І оця карта Гарвардського університету є документальним свідченням про те, що був геноцид. One uh, has to also mention here a very important project, which is the um, so-called um, uh, Atlas of the Holdemore, which is uh, which was created under the auspices of the Harvard Ukrainian Research Institute. And uh, this, um, under the auspices of this project, um, all of the witnesses uh, who uh, gave testimony. Um, the uh, are um, the uh, place where they lived uh, where they came from is uh, indicated on the map uh, so um, um, when it comes to uh, determining whether uh, the Holdemar could be considered a genocide um, there is no document about um, the uh, carrying out of uh, food, total food confiscations. Uh, no document like this exists and cannot exist uh, because the, um, uh, this um, um, uh, directive was given to um, uh, party officials uh, who were confiscating the food uh, verbally uh, and um, So uh, opponents of the Holdemar uh, uh, as genocide uh, uh, thesis um, ask, well, where's the document that um, you can point to that uh, uh, says that uh, all food should be confiscated? And um, um, obviously such a document doesn't exist, but um, we, because of this map project, Uh, because the people who um, gave testimonies um, spoke about uh, the confiscation of food, uh, we can point to um, um, this map where all of these territories are and uh, all of these um, villages are um, indicated. Um, we can point to this map as um, as uh, as evidence that uh, yes, indeed, all of these people who came from all of these different localities in Ukraine uh, all speak about the same thing about uh, the confiscation of food, and uh, one can see it visually on this map. Ну, треба згадати, мабуть, і те, що здійснюється тривала. Триваючи роками робота над визначенням кількості жертв Голодомору. Перша публікація про кількість жертв була опублікована ще в 90-му році в українському історичному журналі. Це була моя публікація з Максудовим, який працював і працює, правда, зараз вже професор Емеріт, в Гарварді. Ми удвох підготували цю публікацію, хоча одержали різні цифри, 
оскільки по-різному інтерпретували ті чи інші джерела. Я, звичайно, історик, і без Максудова, який є демографом за своєю освітою, у мене не вийшло нічого. Але так, спираючись на його розрахунки, мені вдалося визначити оцю цифру 3,5 мільйони в масштабах цієї України. А тепер в останні роки зайнялися цією справою фахівці з Інституту демографії і соціальних досліджень нашого академічного інституту разом з Олегом Головиною з Університету Північної Кароліни. І були опубліковані немало в західній пресі і у нас в Україні було опубліковано немало таких розрахунків, які, власне кажучи, підтверджують цю цифру, яку ми одержали разом з Максудовим. Там виходить 3,9 мільйона це прямі жертви. Another question that has um, come up um, in the study of the famine is uh, the number, uh, the question about the number of victims, how many people died during the famine. And um, I'd like to point out to uh, an article that uh, I wrote together with uh, uh, Maksudov, uh, who is a demographer uh, from Harvard University. Um, And uh, we uh, were collaborating together. I'm a historian and he's a demographer. Um, uh, with his help, I was able to uh, calculate uh, the number of uh, famine victims or estimate the number of fam famine victims. And back in 1990, we already came to the conclusion that about 3.5 million people died uh, from starvation. Um, and... Uh, More recently, um, there has been a, um, a group of scholars associated with the Institute of Demography and the Academy of Sciences uh, here in Ukraine, um, and uh, a professor from the United States, Oleg Volovina from North Carolina, um, is, uh, joined this group, and uh, they have uh, come up with... Uh, um, various uh, um, with various studies um, and have published articles in which they've concluded that uh, about uh, 3.9 million people uh, have died. So their um, uh, findings have basically uh, confirmed uh, um, what was done earlier uh, by myself and Maksudov. Uh, that is, the figures are not that very much uh, different from one another. Слід ще назвати грандіозну роботу, опубліковану у 2008 році Національна книга пам'яті жертв Голодомору в Україні. Підсковий том по всій Україні готував Інститут історії України, власне кажучи, той відділ, в якому я працюю, і це теж має велике значення на багато-багато років, бо там зосереджена колосальна інформація про Голодомор в усіх 
областях тодішньої України. Another project that uh, should be mentioned that took place in 2008, a grandiose project, uh, was the publication of the um, National Book uh, of Memory uh, about the famine. Um, and uh, this consists of um, volumes of uh, testimonies uh, um, and prepared by the Institute of History in which I work, uh, in fact, by the division. Um, which I headed, um, and uh, it contains uh, information on the famine, a huge amount of information on the famine um, in all of these volumes from each and every oblast of Ukraine, or each and every province of Ukraine um, has a separate volume, and there is uh, testimony um, in uh, um, from all of these uh, provinces contained in these volumes. Треба згадати також, мабуть, і бібліографічний показчик публікації по Голодомору. До мене звернулися в кінці 90-х років бібліографи Одеської наукової національної бібліотеки з пропозицією очолити цю роботу, бути відповідальним редактором. І з тих часів уже два десятиліття опубліковано три випуски бібліографічного показчика, в якому знаходиться близько 18 тисяч публікацій по українському голодомору в усіх країнах світу. One should also mention another um, important project, which is a uh, bibliography or a bibliographical index of uh, the um, publications about the Holodomor. And this was undertaken in Odessa by the National Library there, the branch of National Library there. And uh, over the past 20 years, Three editions of this bibliography uh, have have appeared or have been published, and this uh, bibliography uh, contains um, eighteen thousand publications um, uh, or uh, or information on um, eighteen thousand publications on the Holdemore, the titles of these publications um, from all over the world. And I'd like to add that a fourth um, uh, edition is now being prepared, uh, uh, which will uh, be the most up-to-date one. Ну, і я хотів би вже, завершуючи цю розмову, висловити глибоку вдячність Канадському інституту українагнавчих студій, в якому я не раз бував за останні 30 років, і головне Богдану Кліду за те, що він допоміг мені підготувати для західного читача книгу англійською мовою, в якій проблема Гаводомору викладена і детально, і досить переконливо. Я сподіваюся, що спільними зусиллями і канадських, і американських, і українських 
вчених, ми зможемо переконати світ в тому, що Голодомор був актом геноциду радянського режиму, сталінського режиму. Це важливо і під кутом зору нашої науки, історичної науки, і для того, щоб ми усвідомлювали все те, що трапилося з нами за роки радянської влади. I'd, I'd like to uh, conclude my remarks by um, uh, bringing attention to the work of the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies, um, where I, uh, have, which I visited on more than one occasion over the last 30 years. And uh, I'd like to thank um, um, the Institute and uh, um Dr. Kolchitsky also thanked me for my work uh helping to uh prepare uh, his uh, study of the Holdemore, the translation into English of his uh study um which um is um uh, concise and um convincing uh work um on the uh, famine in Ukraine, uh, which was written for um, a Western audience. Um, and uh, together um, with um, U.S. colleagues and Canadian colleagues and Ukrainian colleagues, um, Dr. Kolchitsky um, um, has um, uh, said that uh, uh, we uh, can we need to bring the attention uh, of what took place in Ukraine uh, to uh, so that people have a better understanding of what the Soviet regime did um, and also um, to use um, the um, uh, information that we produced together and uh, to convince um, the other scholars and uh, the broader communities that the Soviet regime, the Stalinist regime, did in fact commit genocide in Ukraine, and that this is important, uh, that uh, this um, understanding, um, this comprehension of uh, what occurred uh, uh, took place, that um, um, this becomes um, um, Uh, more widely known and understood in the West. Uh, Budan, I have one more question to you. Um, <clears throat> so, um, on the one hand, I keep thinking about the remark that Stanislav made uh, about the fact that there is no official written document that would confirm the statement that uh, it was some sort of an order to... Um, take food uh, from the Ukrainian peasants and uh, to uh, uh, actually th those documents that would officially confirm that uh, this famine was um, man-made. On the other hand, I do remember my grandmother's stories about the famine and uh, not only her stories, but uh, stories uh, that um, belong to her family members who were actually arrested for just going to the fields and picking up some grain or some corn, and uh, they suffered. Of course, officially, it wasn't documented that they were imprisoned on the ground of their 
uh, hunger, for example. But um, in a very um, intricate way, I would say, this personal memory persevered, and this personal memory eventually shaped the um, public memory that was reconstructed or that is being reconstructed even today uh, on official uh, levels. So my question is about those political endeavors which are undertaken today um, to bring the Holodomor back uh, to this public consciousness and to this public memory. And uh, these uh, political endeavors uh, to remember the Holodomor are sufficient in your opinion? Or what else should be done uh, on both um, public official levels in order to somehow not just reveal the facts of the famine, but also to uh, heal those traumas that were caused by the famine itself and by those uh, programs that um, uh, that were constructed to silence uh, the Holodomor um, in Ukraine? Well, um, there are uh, certainly... Um, um, things that um, are being done on the uh, political level uh, to um, uh, formally uh, recognize the Holdemar as genocide. And uh, this is important uh, because um, the uh, declarations and the various um, resolutions and uh, um, statements made by uh, government uh, officials give um, uh, legitimacy to uh, the uh, um, question of whether the famine was a genocide or not. Uh, so if a government takes a position one way or the other, then it has an influence on their particular citizens. Um, so this is important. Um, but uh, more important, I think, is the... Um, um, education of um, students and the writing of uh, scholarly literature to convince more of our colleagues and to convince students who are studying history, uh, who are studying the Soviet Union, who are studying Ukraine, um, to convince them that, um, yes, um, that what happened was... Uh, um, so terrible uh, that uh, uh, it was so traumatic to Ukraine. It was so uh, damaging. Uh, it was um, so uh, vicious. It was so evil that, uh, yes, it is um, a genocide, in fact, uh, because uh, uh, people's uh, food was being taken literally off of their table, uh, off of their kitchen table. So, um uh, although there is no document that uh, says um, go to the peasant homes, go to every peasant home and take away all of their food, um, because uh, uh, there there is a lot of indirect evidence, mm -hmm. and there are and there are all of these testimonies, and there is um, all of these other um, legal uh, documents that exist that uh, show that uh, the Soviet regime, in fact, uh, did um, uh, take food away from 
um, the people who actually produced the food. <laughs> and uh, this is um, uh, can't be denied. Uh, the uh, uh, task before us is is though to I think um, 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 complete this um, um, work of um, of uh, making people aware of how uh, terrible and how um, uh, traumatic uh, and how um, uh, difficult and um, um, and how important this um, event uh, was not only in the history of Ukraine and not only in the history of the Soviet Union, but in uh, world history of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that um, um, young scholars um, probably are our hope for um, bringing the Holodomor uh, to the public as well. So what would you recommend to young scholars um, taking into consideration your work on the Holodomor? Those who decide to go into this field and those who decide to research the Holodomor, um, not um, not only on the um, Ukrainian level, so to speak, but on the global level. Well, the Holodomor is a very important um, topic um, for uh, understanding, I think, um, what can happen mm-hmm. if a uh, regime becomes all-powerful if a um, if a um, government um, becomes uh, so um, centralizes uh, so much power in its hands that it can uh, literally uh, create an alternative reality and can uh, force people to um, turn on one another, force them to uh, take away food from someone's um, um, household. Uh, so um, it contains um, a lot of valuable lessons, I think, uh, for uh, to understand uh, politics mm-hmm. and to understand uh, power and to understand um, why power needs to be uh, controlled why power needs to be limited so that uh, you don't have a person like Stalin um, able to um, uh, do these terrible things, uh, do these evil things, uh, uh, and to um, literally uh, have the power to uh, destroy so many people and uh, to uh, destroy a country um, as um, as much as... Uh, um, um, as was done um, um, under under uh, Stalin's uh, uh, dictatorship. So the Holodomor contains a lot of valuable lessons uh, for um, uh, understanding, I think, um, uh, the relationship of uh, power, society, democracy, uh, human rights, um, all of these uh, values that uh, that um, um, should underpin. Um, human society worldwide, and uh, contains lessons of uh, of uh, of, uh, of, um, of um, why um, uh, it's important to this date to study. Mm-hmm. 
and to remember. Uh, I was. And to remember. I mean, we we understand what happened, but you know, the the lessons that we learned from the Holdemore are um, very important to uh, understanding um, uh, how society uh, and how politics should function and what not to do, what not to allow. Um, Stanislav, I would like to ask you the same question. Uh, Pane Stanislave, uh, яку б рекомендацію видали uh, молодим дослідникам, які вирішують займатися uh, темою Голодомору? На, можливо, українському, в українському контексті, а також у контексті більш широкому, глобальному контексті. Ваша рекомендація молодим дослідникам? Ну, моя рекомендація, я думаю, так, треба встановлювати зв'язки з українознавчими центрами за кордоном, треба оволодівати мовами, тому що старше покоління не може розмовляти англійською мовою, а ця мова це мова міжнародного спілкування. І я думаю, щоб якби наше старше покоління володіло справді англійською мовою, то міжнародне визнання Голодомору геноцидом просувалося б набагато швидше. Ще є багато ну, таких білих плям в дослідженні з Тому ну, специфіки відносин між владою і суспільством в 30-х роках не все ще досліджено. І для молоді відкриваються дуже великі перспективи навіть тепер, через 30 років після того, як все це вже відбулося, як почалося дослідження Голодомору. Наприклад, я можу такий приклад привести, була така система фірма, власне кажучи, Торсин, торговля з іностранцями, Торсин, яка в Україні не досліджена, але зараз, буквально в цьому році, виходить велика монографія на цю, на цю тему. В Росії давно вже це опубліковано, але в Україні досі не було. It's uh, important for um, uh, scholars to work together uh, and important for scholars uh, in uh, Ukraine in particular to um, know uh, other languages, um, such as English, which is uh, the world, uh, um, which is a language in which um, uh, the world, uh, the scholarly world communicates. Um, there are um, Topics that uh, are uh, certainly still um, um, need to be uh, uh, looked at um, more um, closely uh, in Ukraine um, that haven't been studied well. And uh, one topic in particular that I'd like to br- bring attention to is the topic of the uh, Torxin or the uh, topic of uh, the uh, special um, uh, stores or special shops that were uh, uh, created in the 1930s uh, in in which um, people were uh, able to um, 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 sell their uh, 
valuables uh, in order to uh, survive the famine. Um, and um, uh, I'd like to say that uh, there is a work uh, that's being published uh, this year um, in Ukraine on the Torxin or these special stores that were set up in the 1930s. Uh, and um, the topic of the, the general topic of society and uh, the uh, um, and power or, or society and the state is still uh, a topic that uh, could also be studied more closely uh, uh, in Ukraine. Well, uh, thank you so much, Stanislav Kulchitsky and uh, Bogdan Klit. Uh, thank you so much for your research, and um, thank you, Bogdan, for translating from uh, Ukrainian into English. I really appreciate it. And I just uh, wanted to say that uh, I myself grew up uh, reading uh, Stanislav Kulchitsky's uh, textbooks and books. Um, and um, again, um, uh, I'm very happy that um, our interview today uh, took place. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you. Today I spoke with uh, Stanislav Kulchitsky and Bogdan Klit about Stanislav Kulchitsky's book that was recently translated into English, The Famine of 1932-1933 in Ukraine, An Anatomy of the Holodomor, which was published by the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies Press in 2018. Thank you for listening to New Books in East European Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network.